Ketso Sajani on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. Today, Thursday, Tim Lundy is with us. We are hiking with Tim. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastically. I've been back Yeah, the you're doing fantastically. You <laughs> were on uh, the back table on Sunday and Monday. Yes, it, mm? was, um, it was amazing. Um, good to be back on the mountain again. You got to stretch out weeks. your ankle and feel good about yourself. I did. I didn't feel so good at the end of it, though. It was very, very sore. Wow. <laughs> we, we hiked for nine hours. So. Really? In one stretch, and about I reckon it was about 35 degrees up there. With Americans? With with three Americans from Yellowstone. So they got to experience... Um, from Yellowstone? Afri- yeah, Yellowstone oh, wow. National Park. Yeah. Okay. So no, they, they were well impressed with with what we've got so we discussed the back table and you went back to the back table yes and yeah. you found out some new stuff found out lots of new stuff yeah. which we'll talk about but as we normally do uh recap um any rescues what happened yeah there have been one or two rescues um nothing nothing too serious um but it's been a i'm not going to go into detail but it's been a bit of a tough week is it um one of the nights i again was up until three o'clock in the morning um but yeah, that, uh, not n- not the best week for for doing the job that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love I love how how Tim um, needs to give us updates, but there's also <laughs> certain things that he can't say. Yeah. So he starts sounding shady. <laughs> he starts sounding like he's lying. But actually, the, yeah. just to address that issue, there are certain things because of it's still outstanding and because yeah. of certain sensitivities that Tim is not able to uh, tell us a bit more. Um, I know why he he sometimes can't. Um, Divulge. Discuss or divulge. We, we have yeah. spoken about this uh, off air, so don't think that he's just being cagey. <laughs> um, you know, people people had to be protected in some cases, and in yeah. some other cases, you know, there's sensitivities that need to be adhered to. So we understand. Yeah, I mean, some of the cases are very simple, where we just go and get people that are lost, and other cases are a lot more serious. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to do really, really tough things. Mm-hmm. Um, this week and last week were were both like that. And again, love to um, all the teams that get involved, that uh, respond to the call whenever it is made. Yeah, and um, that actually reminds me, you gave me a call on Friday in a bit of a panic. (laughs) You were driving on the coastal road and you spotted a fire starting. Mm -hmm. And um, I literally pulled the car over to the side of the road, tweeted to VWS and big up to them because within, I think... Under a minute mm-hmm. of you phoning me, they said um, they had national parks onto it. <coughs> and with under an hour, they um, put out a tweet saying that the fire was under control and yeah. that they'd sorted out. So well done to you for, for putting that call out. It's all good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we must all just be responsible. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are returning to the back table. Um, yesterday, last week, you were giving us some, some history um, and uh, you were there on Sunday and Monday and discovered something new. Yeah, so on on Monday, I I was part of the logistics side of things. So I um, went up with all the gear and everything like that and got everything ready for these four ladies and the other guide coming in. And then on Monday, it was my turn to do the hiking and prepared myself as much as I possibly could with, with the ankle. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know what happened um, about six weeks ago, I decided to go for a short walk with my dog on the mountain. <laughs> and about 100 meters beforehand, I decided to try our trail running. And um, it didn't work out so well. Um, 
some people have said to me, but how do you know that you sprained your ankle? When you're still standing up and you can see the bottom of your foot, you know you've sprained your ankle. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I was on crutches and um, just lots of lots of exercise for, for the ankle and got it, got it sorted out. But, yeah, in time to go for a walk for nine hours on Monday. Well done. What did you find that you did not know? So yeah, we when 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 I settled for these ladies, uh, one of them in particular wanted to go to the top of Tail Mountain, and I was desperately trying to advise against it, um, purely because of their age and because um, the strenuousness of it, um, and the fact that it was going to be so hot. Um, and I reckon on on Monday, up on top of the back table, I reckon it got close to thirty five degrees. It was incredibly hot. So it just made the going a lot, lot slower. And but we we pressed on, and I actually quite enjoyed it because I could go slowly. I didn't have to sort of rush it with with a sore ankle. Um, but then we got to an area called the aqueduct, mm-hmm. which is part of the whole um, building of the dams. Um, so the aqueduct is still there. It's not really used anymore because it's over a hundred years old. It's very overgrown. But there is a section that you can walk on. And I'd been telling these ladies about the fact that there's um, orchids, mm. um, which normally the red dyser is the only orchid that I've ever seen flying there in, in January. And I then stumbled across a tiny, tiny little orchid, which I've never seen before, and um, got all excited about it, and then turned around and walked another five meters, and for the next 150 meters, every half meter, there was another one of these little orchids. So I found two two different ones. Um, one I have been able to identify; the other one I haven't. Um, the one I ent- identified was call is called um, fried egg. <laughs> fried egg. Fried egg. So oh, it's, it's white with a yellow center. And, and you like that kind of stuff. You, you, <laughs> you know, we'll be walking with Tim, and he's like, "Stop!" <laughs> and there he is with a camera, uh, taking nice photos, by the way. Yeah, some decent photos. Um, any questions that you might have, uh, hiking-related, or even stories of um, your uh, journey on the back table, give us a call, 021-446-0567, SMS 31567. up? whether it's a text or voice note, 072-567-1567. An SMS saying, uh, ask him about mushroom koa hunting after a thunderstorm. Mushroom hunting after? A thunderstorm. I can't say I've ever gone mushroom hunting after a thunderstorm. I mean, the mushroom season, as far as I'm aware, um, for the edible, the, the pine rings, is around about March, April, you know, when our autumn sort of starts to kick in, mm-hmm. um, and we have that first bit of rain, and that's when the, the mushrooms come out. Although I will say, the other day I did see two tiny little mushrooms, but if you don't know what it is, don't touch it. And how do you tell? Um... You, I would say, get a book on mushrooms. Um, I've the only mushrooms that I ever pick um, are the pine ring mushrooms, um, which used to be great for, um, you know, Tokai Forest. Mm-hmm. But as you know, that's now all gone. Mm. So if there's no, if there's no pine forest, there's no pine rings. So. Um, and those are not the psychedelic ones that I've heard about. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I need to check these things because you know. Uh, mushrooms is mushrooms, and then there's mushrooms, <laughs> yeah. or rather, there's shrooms. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing like that that I'm aware of, anyway. Um, Sam, hi Tim. What exactly is the back table? I think Sam was not with us last week. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so you, if you're looking, you're sitting in the city, you're looking up, you can see Table Mountain. Behind, directly behind Table Mountain, 
is what is known as the back table. So if you're on the side, if you're in Newlands and you're looking up at Kirstenbosch Gardens, the mountains above Kirstenbosch Gardens, that's the side of the back table. Mm-hmm. So it's the mountains immediately behind Table Mountain. Um, and it is a very, very big area. Um, table Mountain proper itself is actually not that wide um, from front face to, to the back of it before it starts f- um, descending back down to the, to the back table. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what it is there. And uh Sata thank you says it's thunder and lightning in Cape Town with the blessings of rain, rain, rain. Wow. <laughs> Sata, thank you very much for your message. Three one five six seven is the SMS line. You can call us O two one four four six oh five six seven. Um Last week we we touched on the the Waterworks Museum. We spoke about the old cableway yeah. um, as well. Um, and then I think we've briefly touched on the the overseer's hut. Yes. Right. Uh, what what is it like spending the night there? Have you spent the night in the overseer's hut? Two nights now. I've spent the first night was in winter and it was incredibly cold up there. Um, so if you're going to do it in winter, just make sure that you you're very um, prepared for it and and got got the right kind of gear for it um but yeah the the other night we spent it up there it was was incredible um because when you stand when you're sitting on the the stoop you look out over the cape flats and the back table itself and so you can watch the sun go down um above de villiers dam as well which is also quite special uh, people who might not uh, know what the overseer's hut is and where i mean it is on the mountain yeah. Right. Uh, what's the what's the history of the overseer's hut? Okay. So the two the two buildings were built um, because obviously you've got the dams out now up on top of the mountain, um, and it's it, back then it was easier to just have somebody up there managing the dams, so mm. watching the levels, opening sluice gates when when they needed to be opened, or you know whatever whatever they would do, um, open the valves to release water or close them off. Um, instead of having to try and hike up the mountain or drive up the mountain, um, yeah. So they they built two of them. There was one at De Villiers Dam, and then the mm-hmm. other one is at Woodhead Dam, overlooking Woodhead Dam. That building at the moment, um, I'm not sure what they're using for. I think Sandbox or Waterworks are using it as a storage facility or of some sort, but it's not. You can't stay in it. But the one at De Villiers is open to the public. Um, you can book it on the Sandbox website. Um, and it sleeps, I think we worked out the other day, it sleeps about 18 people. Yeah, 16. 16. 16 people. So, yeah, I mean, the views are just spectacular. Um, while we were sitting, having a drink after the hike, um, and we waiting for dinner to get ready, um, the clouds were sort of rolled in, mm. and, and, and you belo- you're above them. Um, and then amongst them as well. So, yeah. it, so it really it's it's very different to to anywhere else on the Table Mountain Range if you're going to spend the night, um, because you you literally are right up in the clouds as well. I'm going to tweet a link to um, the Sand Parks um, uh, specific page to the Overseers Mountain Cottage is what it is called, mm. um, and just looking at the rates. Um, there's a base rate of two thousand nine hundred and fifty five rand. And it says that um, the base rate amount is charged for any number of guests occupying a unit not exceeding uh, the base number for that accommodation type, uh, this case six. Any additional adults and children exceeding the base capacity are charged in addition to the base rate amount per person um, up to the amount of beds or guests allowed in the unit. So 
a total of 16 um, beds or people it mm. can accommodate. And just looking at the photos, I mean, it's got everything that you need. No, absolutely. Look, the, the one thing it doesn't have is electricity, and I actually quite like the fact that it doesn't um, because it just sort of adds to yeah. being up in the mountains. And so you've got all the sort of creature comforts except electricity, and you actually you end up not missing it at all. Communal ablution, communal boma and bra area, communal kitchen equipped for 16 people, firearms, uh, pets, and Davis is not permitted. Yeah. Right? Gas yeah. fridge and stove, paraffin lanterns. Come on now. Yeah, hmm? exactly. So it, you, the, 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 the stoves are like what you would find in a restaurant, the gas stoves. Those yeah. big, big, um, they're more than um, sufficient for, for cooking for 16 people, that's for sure. And all the pots and pans, cutlery, crockery, it's all there. I'm going to tweet the link to uh, that so that you can um, access it yourself. That is the overseer's uh, cottage uh, on the back table. That is the the idea of being there, the clouds come in, and you are above or amongst the clouds. Yes. So, yeah, I was thinking about our conversation last time, last week, and yeah, we definitely have got to go up there. And spend the night. And spend the night, and definitely. And spend the night. But um, the deal is you've got to hike up and hike down. <laughs> <laughs> there's no transport up. No, that's fine. But um, the good news is that you can do what, like what we did, um, which is known as slackpacking. So you can have your drinks, your food, everything gets taken up um, by sandparks, and they deliver it for you. And then they they prepare everything for you. Um, when they get there, they will clean out, make the beds. So when you arrive after your hike, everything is spotless and clean and looking great. Ooh. So it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic place. 18 minutes to 10. Um, questions that you might have for Tim Landy. We're hiking with Tim. Or even uh, you might have uh, spent the night at the Overseer's Mountain Cottage on the back table. Share with us. 021-446-0567. Tim Landy is with us in studio. Any questions you might have hiking related, uh, give us a call. 021-446-0567. Uh, Tim, uh, um, by the way, I have to, uh, or am tweeting the link to the Overseer's um, Mountain Cottage if you want to access it. Uh, there are other uh, stories as well, other areas that we need to look at um, of what's happening on, on the back table, um, or even for some of us who will soon at some point make our way there, the importance of staying together as a group. Yeah, the the reason I bring the story up is because I was put in a position on Sunday during this walk um, with uh, the group that I was with. Um, we had hiked pretty much a whole section of, of the back table, and then the idea was to then go down Dyser Gorge, and obviously we had a permit to go in there because we were spending the next night in Orange Cliff Tented Camp, which is also special in its own way and, and totally different to the Overseer's Cottage. Um, but we got to the second tunnel, and um, I'm glad to say that the first tunnel, Waterworks have now put a big chain over the gates, so you cannot get into that tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, because people were getting in, they were spray painting, they were causing, and I think they're obviously... That is so unnecessary. It's totally though. unnecessary. And it's also very dangerous, because once you're in that tunnel, the amount of water that is raging through that tunnel, if somebody slips and falls, you know, who's going to be liable for that? So they thankfully have now closed that um, those those doors. They put a big padlock on. The second tunnel, which was 1891, they finished that tunnel, which is the Woodhead Tunnel. Um, they've tried to start breaking it up as well, but I see vandals have already started trying to break it down. Um, 
but while we were there, this one woman had a pair of binoculars, a very, very expensive pair of binoculars, mm. and she left them behind. And so we proceeded down to into Orange Cliff, and we got onto the road, and it was about an hour later, we, um, she then realized, oh, I can't find my binoculars anywhere. So she then looked at me, and she said to me, do you mind if I just go back? And I was like, well, yeah, I do mind, <laughs> because I can't let you go on your own. Yeah. And she said, no, well, I just want to go back to the to where the water was, which was about five minutes. So I said, look, I'm giving you five minutes. Go quickly on the road. Do not leave the road. Go and have a look and then come straight back here. So she did that. Um, did with, she come back? Without, she did come back and she didn't have the binoculars with her. So then she looked at me and she said to me, I must have left them at the tunnel. Can I go to the tunnel? No. And I said, forget it. It's, um, she was furious with me, but I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't lose your binoculars. You did. And unfortunately, I just can't, I, I would lose my license if something were to, to happen to you. Um, how, how bad would it look as a guide letting you go off mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the mountains to just go and get your binoculars? Mm-hmm. So, um, but the, the nice part about that story is that um, we sent a guide up the other day, um, the next day. It happened to be going that way and she found the binoculars. So, But you just don't go anywhere alone. Yeah. Um, if you can help it, um, you know, uh, coming back to rescue out of the nine recoveries that I've done, um, where we have to carry somebody down because they've passed away, um, out of those nine, seven of them in my, my case of, of the people that I've been involved with, seven of them were people who were on their own. Yeah. So it, yeah, you can't risk it, man. I'm not saying if you go on your own, you're going you're to end up being carried off the mountain, but it's, you increase the, the risk yeah. dramatically. No doubt. We'll take your calls, look at your SMSs and your tweets as well. Um, Sam sends us a message saying, I heard you speaking of Woodhead Dam. Uh, what is the best way to find the entrance of Woodhead Tunnel? I've been looking online, but to no avail. Well, you would have to get somebody like myself or a um, person who has access to permits um, through Sand Parks to get access to Orange Cliff because it is a restricted area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do find people if they go in there. So, yeah, you've you've got to have that permit with you. They, the fines are quite heavy. So, yeah, somebody who knows the area would would then take you up to Woodhead um, Tunnel, which is definitely worth a visit um, because just the history is is incredible. And people are allowed there? People are allowed as long as they've got that permit. Um, And they only allow 12 people in, so one permit only allows 12 people in a day. Um, The only other way you can get a permit is if you spend the night um, at the the, the tented camp in, in Orange Clove. That automatically gives you a permit to actually go... Um, but then when you do, you have to declare what route you're going to take. So if you've never taken the route before, then it's not recommended that you just try because um, cell phone reception in the area is close to zero. You you really battle to find. I know of maybe two or three places where you can get a very, very weak signal. Mm-hmm. So when you're in there, you, you're, you're very isolated. We'll take your calls on 021-446-0500. Uh, 
0567. Um, a short hike of discovery to find old tower platforms from the old cable station. Uh, we, we remember that we, we spoke about this. Is there anything else that we need to know about the, the, the old uh, tower platforms? Okay, so when... When I went up with these ladies, um, the waterworks guys arrived and the guy pulled up. He saw that I was, we were at the, the outside of the museum, which is locked. And he said to me, do you want to go in? And I was like, of course we want to go in. If I can, if I can take these people in, it would be absolutely amazing. So he gave, he, he went and locked it and he said, look, we're going to be back in an hour. We'll lock it up after us. Enjoy. So we got to go inside and, um, see all the things and, one of the things that you read out the other day was we, I wasn't sure how they got the steam train up. Yes. Now the steam train I found out was between six and seven tons. So now that little cable car that you saw, how on earth? Yeah. So what they did is they dismantled it at Cape Town docks and they took it to Camps Bay to the cable station. And they took the smaller pieces that anything, the, the cable car could only hold 750 pounds. Hmm. Of weight, they wouldn't put anything up heavier than that because they just couldn't hold it. The rest of it, like the boiler, which you can't—I mean, you can't dismantle that. It's—they put it on wooden sleds, and yeah. one of the chaps had um, suggested they took it up the road. The road hadn't been built yet, so the only other option is to take it up Castile's Port. So these guys took with block and tackle for two weeks. They dragged this thing up directly up the mountain with no path or anything like that. It took them two weeks to get the rest of it and then reassembled it at the top. Um, and then today it's now sitting in the museum in perfectly good shape. But it, it just wow. it, it shows you like a hundred odd years ago the things that they used to have to do to get things done. The labor that they used. Absolutely. So I'm wanting to... Uh, I then saw another photograph of the cable car itself and i always thought that the cable car came down to a, a rock that is called breakfast rock which is what you said last yeah. week and i what are think, you saying did you lie to us no i was i had the wrong um not information but i had the wrong idea i thought at that point the cable car turned hard left or sorry hard right and went down to the pipe track hmm. and in actual fact the photograph shows that it literally came straight down the mountain. So the cable station at the bottom would have been somewhere in Buckhoven. And of course, I've traced it on Google Earth, and of course, that's long gone because now Buckhoven is completely built up. Hmm. I did, however, find another two platforms that are in the bush. Um, Wait, it came there. down to Buckhoven? Wait. Huh? So Castile's Port is, a, is directly above Buckhoven. So that cable car came straight down Castile's Port and just kept on going straight from Breakfast Rock, straight down towards Buckhoven. Am I confused about where <laughs> where Castile's Port is? Yeah, because Buckhoven <laughs> is, I mean, yes. it's not far from Cast here. Castile's Port is above Camps Bay and Buckhoven. Oh, that's what you thinking? Okay. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Skeleton Gorge. No, I see where Buckhoven is. And, wow, okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the the the... Um, lower cable station that I was always hoping to find doesn't exist anymore because there's a whole lot of mansions on top of, of that area. But I was able to find on Google Earth two of the platforms that have completely overgrown. And so I'm wanting on Sunday to go for a shorter hike because it's not, it's very accessible from mm. Teresa Avenue. And I don't reckon it'll be more than an hour and a half, two hours at the most 
to actually go and find those two platforms. I think it's probably going to be very overgrown. Um, but if anybody wants to join me, they can go to my Facebook page um, and they can um, join up and um, I'll put the details up. I haven't done that yet, but I will definitely put it up. It's going to be a very short walk, um, but with the mission of just going just for the sake of finding those two platforms. When is that? On Sunday at uh, 8 o'clock. Sunday at 8 o'clock. Teresa Avenue. Uh, Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy is the Facebook um, page, Facebook uh, group Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. And then you can also find him on Twitter. um, Hiking Hiking Cape Town. Town, Yeah. Yeah. And then there's capetownhiking.co.za on the on online uh, website at least the phone numbers are available somebody is asking i missed the contact number for this gentleman please uh, we do not give out his contact number <laughs> on the wireless you can you can have the email address which is tim at capetownhiking.co.za tim at capetownhiking.co.za go to facebook cape town hiking with tim lundy um on twitter at hiking cape town yeah. uh, is um, and then capetownhiking.co.za all his contact details are there tim at uh, Cape Town hiking. So I do. Yeah, I, I'm a, a guide as well. So I do um, take groups up if they want to go. We appreciate you, man. Mm. Thank you very Thank much. You. So Sunday, this Sunday, eight a.m. Eight a.m. I will put um, the details on my Facebook page. Um, and as I say, it's not going to be a, a, a huge hike at all. And the highest we will go is the the pipe track. Um, and with the mission of of trying to find these two platforms which have kind of been lost in history now because um, all the roads and the pathways that are there um, go nowhere near the platforms. But on Google Earth, I have been able to find two large square areas um, where you can actually see there's a bit of a a stone wall, Mm. um, which when these guys built things, they didn't just cement it. They they put a lot of effort into each rock that used to get chiseled out and Mm. make large bricks out of them. So. Are you listening, Lisa van der Vestesen? Yeah. <laughs> bugging. Lisa, Lisa, our colleague on KFM, is bugging it. When are we hiking again? <laughs> it's happening this Sunday, Lisa. Well, I'll tell you what, if Lisa is listening, um, the orchids are still flowering on um, at the aqueduct. And, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely worth a visit. They really are spectacular. Um you respond to this message, um, and yeah. Rondebosch says, Hi, Cookies. So we have a photograph of our reception in our reception area dated 1865 of Table Mountain and the whole of Cape Town, and no cable car in sight. Yes, so the cable car, I stand to be correct, it was started in 1927. So they're coming up for their centenary in about 10 years' time. All right. So yeah, you, the 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 cab car I'm talking about was Castiel's Port, which was used to build the dams um, on the back table. It wasn't a commercial cable car by no means. Um, the the photograph I've got on my Facebook page is of two gentlemen that obviously worked on the dams that are sort of cramped in what all I can describe as a box, um, and that was the the ropeway, the the little cable car that it was could only hold two people at a time. Um, today's cable car up Table Mountain can hold 65 people in each car. So it's um, improved dramatically. Thank you very much, Tim Lundy. Look out for the details of the walk on Sunday. Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy on Facebook, Hiking Cape Town on Twitter. 
and then capetownhiking.co.za. That's it. Ha, got it, <laughs> finally. Got it. It's a lot of hiking in Cape Town and all of that. Much love. <laughs>